All right, and here we are. Welcome to another episode, officially episode number three. It's two dumbbells and a microphone. I'm Joey Dussel. I'm DJ Moore. In this show, we cover the same topics that you're used to hearing, but we're going to tell you the truth. Absolutely. Some refreshing truths. Yeah, giving people a, a bit of reality about the health and fitness industry and how it is to be a trainer and how it is to be a client and really taking apart some of those myths that exist in the industry. Which have been created by our industry. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that takes us directly into what we're talking about today. We're covering really a big pillar of what this show is about, what both of our personal style is about, uh, and that is to be really counterculture, to be almost anti-industry. And that's the industry that we're actually in. So the own our own health and fitness industry, DJ and I both have a really strong styles that are in conflict with a lot of what's going on in the industry. Yeah, conflict. That's a good word to use. Um, annoyed, yeah. um, bothered, um, disturbed. Any of these terms I could use for the industry, which I work for, because it, it actually is, I believe, is hurting our industry. Yeah, detrimental to all participants. Yeah, it, it is not only creating a, a whole nother side of what we consider what health is, it's actually a side that there is not teaching about health. Mm. And it's started to steer so far one way that people are following something that is absolutely unreal. Right. Yeah. Unrealistic body standards and fitness expectations. And if you don't believe me, look at all the magazine covers. Right. Uh, look at what you pull up on YouTube. I can pull up something real quick and half of the people have their shirt off. Yeah. But the topic will be something of great importance, actually, like how to lose body fat or insulin resistant. Mm. And the, the, the coach or trainer on there has got their shirt off and just ripped to shreds. And it's like this constant showing of something that looks real, like it's attainable, but there's no way in hell it's ever happening. Right. Mixed with a topic that is people really want to know about. Yeah, see, that's the kicker. It's, it's something that's totally reasonable for a person to have a desire for that goal but then it's shrouded or it's intertwined with this unreasonable example at the same time is that what you're saying yeah it's like an unobtainable look yeah or an untainable feeling mm -hmm. i think we've lost sight of what health really is in our industry because everybody's just concerned about what everybody looks like yeah no one's really talking about hey how do you feel no one's willing to actually address the words feeling anymore. And I think that's where it should start. I think we should start with, how, let's look at this from a different eye. Can I feel good first? Then can it translate into looking good? Oh, I see. Yeah. I like right. And, and it's a different approach than saying, hey, let's just go after what's obvious mm -hmm. is what we see, which is fat and muscle and being shredded and, and having this certain look. Mm -hmm. We see it all over TV and all over these commercials too, this look. Yeah. Perfectness. And people idolize this look. Mm -hmm. It's not obtainable. Yeah, so I can, hang on a sec though. For me, let me just back up. I want to sure. make sure we talk about why we're even uh, bringing this know, up, right? So see? And this is, this is really something I actually enjoy about the podcast process. DJ and I are in these genuine conversations that are now being recorded but we have talked about this exact topic at length as part of a wide ranging conversation while we just hang out. 
And so when we're covering it today, basically what we've done is we've decided that this should be episode number three for a very important reason. We want it early in the in the queue. So if a person doesn't listen to many episodes, they at least get to this one uh, before they drop out for whatever reason. So today we're talking about some of our gripes, some of our beefs with the health and fitness industry and how those things are actually detrimental to everybody who's participating. That's fitness clients, the fitness trainers, and and really the you know, even the gyms involved. It's it's top to bottom. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for bringing it back. Okay, it's, great. It's so easy for us when we say we're counterculture to just rant and rave. Mm-hmm. And it's not what I really want to do. I mean, yeah. well, a part of me does. I want to shout and scream at the top of my lungs at this BS that you're yeah. seeing. And I want to scream it so loud and fanatical, but I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I have to be proper about this. There's, right. a, there's a way to connect with people because this information is for the people who are listening. Yeah, This is really important that when we talk That's about being point. counterculture, we're st- I always want this to steer what, what is benefiting mm-hmm. the clientele, the people yeah. who are listening to this. This is important. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for fame. It is for the people that are listening. Mm-hmm. Why is this important to us? Because we feel like this is affecting you in a negative way. Right. You're not going to get the results you're expecting if you keep following that BS. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great way to say it. And it's a great reminder of what's going on here. So if we run down the list, and I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit already, it's a pretty obvious one to start with. There's this unreasonable, unattainable, photoshopped body and let's say visual culture where we see the Instagram results and that's kind of become the priority for, for health and fitness training motivation. It's one of the main reasons why people are doing what we should be doing uh, for a huge host of reasons. But this one has maybe, I think, overvalued or it's, it's got too much value right now. And it's a really important thing for us to talk about because the way that a person looks and feels about the results they get from their fitness efforts has a huge impact on them mentally and emotionally. And so if they are looking at an unrealistic point B, or if they're you know, inaccurate about their own point A, where they're starting from, then when those don't line up, when mm-hmm. it doesn't work out, there's this tendency to blame themselves. And this is a, a really derogatory result. It's not benefiting them, and it's, it's really misplaced. But I think it's something that is not talked about in the industry. It's not, but yet... Why isn't it not just obvious? Mm-hmm. I look at this stuff and I can see clearly right through it and say, how is this not obvious? How can this person have 1.1 million views on this topic, which is not going to benefit anyone? Mm. And I'm like, and, and we still continue to keep watching it and, and we're not seeing through that, that facade, that fakeness. Right. How is that still existing? Yeah, we interesting. We know it's there. We know that the commercials were designed to what? draw you in, right. buy something. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It's almost true, but kind of not. Yeah. How do we fix that part so we can have people stop clicking on the stuff that doesn't work? Right. Okay. Interesting. Ed- education here. There's an yeah. education. Hey, I've been known to Education click. on the part of the audience, people uh, that's looking audience, at those. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I right. understand. And I don't think the way we're going to go about this is going to be very popular. Because it doesn't flow with everything else. Yeah. It sort of flows against the stream here, this counterculture. We're saying something that is true, 
but it's not going to be popular. Right. And what did you say about this visual trainer, the look of the trainer? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're bringing it let's, back let's, to that. Let's go back to that for a second because this bothers me too. Yeah. Well, tell me. Okay. Here's here's my idea, and I've worked with personal trainers for years, and I've seen the body types, mm. and they've ranged from all over the place. Actually, I've seen some trainers who are quite overweight. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what? Like, that's this is not uh this is not an example of health. If that trainer is let's say 50 pounds overweight mm -hmm. and he's still teaching somebody or she is still teaching somebody. And, and you're like, well, how could you teach and look that way? Okay. So it's a question of their credibility, credibility. because of their own physical it, that's, state of that's being. That's correct. Okay. I'm following. Yep. And how do you know that that trainer hasn't just lost 50 pounds? Right. Okay. And has been so pumped about sharing their, their, they're how they did it and they want to help other people. So their passion is huge. And I've seen this, by the way, it's why I'm using right. this example. Real, real world, almost a case study. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And okay. so because of this person being, you know, slightly overweight, but attracted quite a few clientele, mm -hmm. I thought that's spectacular, but it would still never attract enough clientele for that person to make a really good living. Right. Because apparently the look is, is only as intelligent to how many abs you can show. I see. So you're saying this, this trainer who was himself or herself overweight, even mm -hmm. if it, it is a point along their success journey, mm -hmm. right? They're trending in the right direction. They got mm -hmm. great track so far. Well, then they still are never going to rise to the top of that algorithmically driven Instagram feed. That's right. Where there, there is going to be occupied, occupied by somebody who has, you know, an 18 pack or muscles, <laughs> you know, unbelievable muscles. Yeah, of course. And so that's where we want to just highlight that disconnect and say, hey, this is actually a critical issue in the health and fitness industry. Right. The mainstream, the main message that we see in media, even if it's being posted by individual creators, it's still lumped into this stream, which is ultimately not benefiting the people who are viewing it, people who are trying to get those results themselves. That's right. I think this goes against how you get results. Yeah. We're not starting at the right point. Right. We're starting with that visual Right, we see the visual. That's what we want. Of course, you want that. I want that. I've wanted it for years. I've wanted eighteen abs. Yeah. Can you actually have eighteen abs? I don't think so. But you, you get what I'm saying. I've been yeah. to that point where, and then realizing as I've gotten older and wiser in this industry, like, oh, you know what? Not all of this is actually feasible. Right. This has a lot of stuff to do with the person's income and their, yeah. you know DNA and genetics, uh, yeah. uh, even their financials. Right. Right. The age, their age, or training experience level. And this is where I want to bring it up again. If we stop looking at the visual for our knowledge, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll start getting true knowledge when we start listening to people that are real people mm -hmm. that don't have to be as over the top defined yeah, right. for our intelligence. They don't have to be in that super crazy category in order I, to just get attention at all. I've known some rather large and defined trainers over my time. And they have lots of clientele. But if you'd ever listen to them speak and talk about health, it's not even close. But because of their physique and they would, because they know how to train themselves. I see. Now they attract attention uh, from others who assume that this person has the knowledge to teach. I see. Yeah. So this guy is super fit, super buff. He's going to be a good trainer for of me. Of course, right? Look yeah. how shredded that dude is. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hire see, him. He yeah. must know how to lose fat. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to say to the point that that trainer 
uh, lives his life in the gym, mm -hmm. eats very pro properly, or does you know that that next level, next a whole level, lifestyle that's yeah, different it's, it's than two levels, three yeah. levels up. Yeah, and again, there's that visual. Mm -hmm. So this is also what it's bothering the, the fitness industry. Yeah, is you're taking highly intelligent people who are not necessarily shredded or, or big muscled or super cardio people. And they're, they're not staying in the industry because they're not making enough money mm. for their passion yeah. to help people. And that is where it's okay. going wrong too. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So if I'm tracking this correctly, you got basically two examples, which is, you know, the very muscular person, the highly fit individual is seen as a, a credible trainer because of his or her own personal results, which could be for a myriad of reasons, not applicable to a training client of that person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then the other side of the coin, which is the the tr the professional trainer who doesn't carry that image, whose then credibility is questioned. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. So. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to highlight Sight. it because yeah. even you know, and we're not saying this to put anybody on blast or to say anything is is necessarily right or wrong, but just to highlight it that even we notice it, and when we see it, when the when prospective clients see it, this is something that is being. Uh, overvalued or miscalculated yeah. to again the participants' detriment and to those training uh, to those trainers who are trying to do things to a reasonable level with right. great with great results for regular people, but then cannot continue in the industry because they're not able to find the level of success they need That's financially. Right. And that and that yeah. also leads into the the format of the the gym that's running it too as well and how yeah. much commissions they take and stuff like that. Sure, you know again. We're counterculture to box gyms too, yeah. or big. I yeah. should say big box gyms, right? Uh, because of their their methods, yeah. right? Um, they don't make it very easy to make money at something like teaching. Yeah, it's this tough is what, to be successful. It is tough to be successful. Yeah, because they know that you're going to be a driving source for income, and so they constantly pump the trainer yeah. to have these high marks of data. Like you have to have this much X number of cold calls for X number of first interviews for X number of conversions for X number of clients re-signing and you get paid better for more hours that you work. You know, it's like the insistence, it's an incentive to work more mm -hmm. because you get a higher commission. Yeah. But we all that worked in this industry know that it fluctuates. Yeah. And then they set up these programs in ways where, okay, yeah, you'll make your 60% commission. Oh, but only if you hit 35 hours. Well, that week you only hit thirty three. Yeah, it's so tough. you go down to fifty percent. You see, and it's a big difference. Again, all of a sudden, I want to be counter to these large corporations, which are they're designed to help people. It's a fitness center. It's yeah. a health center. It's, yeah. it's designed to be healthy, and yet you're messing with the people who are supposed to be getting paid better. Yeah. They're for teaching health. If they do better, they're actually reverse incentivized, unfortunately. You know how many trainers quit that business, dude, that we were in? Yeah. Because they weren't making enough dollars? That's the worst. The amount of, of great, talented, energized people who get started with health and fitness mm -hmm. and do the hard work of getting the certification and doing the study and finding a job and then ultimately drop out of the industry. They go on to be something else because it didn't work for them to be a fitness trainer, it breaks my heart because it ultimately it means less trainers, less skill in that, in that pool of individuals who are massively important. 
we have a health and fitness. Let's just shorten it. We have a health crisis yeah. in America. People are overweight, under strength, bones aren't dense enough. Nothing's working well and it's getting worse every year. So we're not, what we're doing now is not hardly even like plugging the holes or stemming the tide. We need more skilled people to help motivated individuals make those changes in their health and fitness. And so if you're listening to this, we hope that we can actually help a little bit on that point and say, hey, if you're getting, if you're getting uh, dragged down by what you're seeing on social media, you're not alone. That happened to us as well, even as trainers. Some of the worst fitness in my life was when I was scrolling through and seeing people who looked way more fit than I was. So I fell for it too. And then on top of that, if you are a participant and you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for a trainer and you're trying to find somebody who's going to be a good fit for you, we hope that there's going to be more of those trainers who are outside of that mold. They're not the superhero fitness, but they instead can work with regular people for let's say regular results. I, you know what I'm looking for? Yeah. I'm looking for some straight up nerds. Yeah. I mean, no, to be honest with you, this is, you and I really work well together because we're, when we get together, we nerd out. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about this subject for how many hours prior yeah, to recording? Like so super yeah. detailed. Yeah, we're and, nerding out about yeah. this. Matter of fact, you don't want to invite us to parties and find out what we do because yeah. people inevitably ask, hey, what do you do? Well, I'm a trainer and a coach. And they're like, oh, hey, I was thinking about this. And then it's like, uh-oh. Yeah, you give them way too long of an you, answer. You, and, yeah, constantly. Yeah. So yeah. if I ever I fall go anywhere, too. it's like, <laughs> you know what? I try to keep this, like, uh, you know what? I, uh, I bag groceries or something. Right. And that passion, I think it's totally warranted, man, because hire, if you were a plumber and you just told me that much about pipes, I'd think you were psychotic, right? <laughs> but a trainer who's able to change someone's life, and that's what we're doing with, you know, we're not doing fitness for someone to get a second championship and feel really great about their sports performance. We're talking about fitness so people can move all their flower pots in from the freezing weather and not have a hurt back the next day. And so when they're doing these things, we want to make sure, like, as we're working with them, we have that real emotional connection and those things actually matter. That's why I love being a trainer. Like, and that's why I'll talk about it so much at a party and constantly try to learn more and try to be more helpful. And I just think that that's such a cool energy that exists in people who then ultimately can't even make it in the industry. So I want to yeah. be counterculture. I want to be anti-industry. I don't think the industry is working for the clients and I don't think the industry is working for the fitness participants, the trainers. I think we should be against that stuff. Well, if you need more proof, just just open up YouTube and then mm-hmm. type in fitness and health and then watch how many sets of abs you see. How many guys have their shirts off? Yeah. Because it's gotten to that point now where the only way people will view their stuff is by being in that algorithm, so right? If you don't have that thumbnail, right? you're and not so going to get started. When okay. you're shredded and huge or big old boobs or big old bubble butt. Right, that, that great whole, waistline, that hips. That whole scenario, right? If you're not showing that right on the clip, nobody's clicking it. Mm-hmm. Even though the, even if the information is legit inside, they're only clicking it because you yeah. kind of tricked them into it, right? Click, click bait. That's click why bait. they call it that. Yeah, exactly. And it's happening so much. And if you just look at them like I do, which makes me so frustrated, 1.1 million, 2 million, 5 million, 6 yeah. million views. Like you're like, oh, I just watched one about, about two hours ago, dude, yeah. that had several million views about how to lose belly fat. It was quicker than doing 10,000 crunches. And I go, well, why would you want to even do 10,000 crunches? <laughs> but I was so curious with this because it was such a funny title that I clicked on it. And when the person showed the, the move,
that they were doing to get their belly fat gone faster, yeah. I started laughing. Oh, yeah. It was so comical, but yet millions of views. Yeah. And I'm like, how can this one person put this out here? And then we just go click, 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 click. Oh, I like right. it. Click, click, click. And then they try it. It doesn't work. It's garbage. Yeah. I'm feeling frustrated well see and so that's the loop i'm glad that you point that out because you know we're sitting here and we're talking about what what we dislike about the industry and why why we are talking the way we are why we're delivering this message you will not see this from other people at least we haven't ever seen it from anyone else because right the top of the pyramid is saturated by clips like you just described yeah. everything is who's the most shirtless <laughs> and that's who's occupy the top 10. And it's hard to break into that. So a trainer who wants to be highly successful kind of looks at this layout and says, okay, I see the game that's going on. I'm going to try to get to that number one spot so that I can you know, occupy that. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we have, to, we have to say, hey, let's hit the brakes. Trying to get to the number one spot amongst the system that is currently not working for anyone involved is not a victory. We have to break away from that system. And so if you hear this, I hope you can kind of encourage yourself to, if you feel that in yourself, to, to go for it and to say, yeah, okay, let's get away from it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like when we talk about uh, uh, cleansings, right? You've heard about these trends yeah. of cleansing. And a lot cleansing. of detox and yeah, cleanse. We need to kind of detox our brains from all this clicking of all these yeah. shirtless. That's a great way to put it. 4% body fat people. Um, actually, here's a question for you. What is the actual healthy percentage of body fat for a male? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Right off the top of my head. You mean like the give lowest? Give it a go. Yeah, just give it a go. What do you think a healthy, and this is your professional advice, actually, it's because you are a true professional. I know you to be. Yeah. You tell me what you think a 40-year-old, here, I'll give it, a 40-year-old male, right? Yeah. Desk job, two kids. Mortgage, car payment. Uh, used to play sports in college. Sure. Uh, but, you know, maybe plays a little bit of racquetball. Yeah. You know, that guy. What should his percentage of body fat be to be healthy? Yeah, okay. So to be healthy and, and still have a life. You know, I think that if I could get around uh, 15 to 17%, I'd be happy with that if he was my client. Yeah. Hopefully, if he was there and he was coming along with me, he'd arrive down there and say, yeah, this is a good balance of the time it takes to achieve this versus the results I get and what I can do with those for the rest of my life. Okay, next question. Yeah, go ahead. What is the percentage of body fat one would have in order to see the six-pack? Gosh, probably closer to below 10%. Closer eight. to eight, Yeah. right? Depends on the individual right. and you know where how their body's distributed, size of the ab sure, muscles sure. from the training. But, we're, but it's considerably single digits considerably is highly likely. Considerably lower. Yeah. Now, the difference between maintaining fifteen percent and maintaining eight percent yeah. is vastly different. Oh yeah, absolutely. Vastly different yeah. in your in the way you need to go about your training and eating. Yeah. It's incredibly different. But yet, yeah. Here it is again. I'm going to bring it up again. You click on it every single time yeah. that shirtless dude, look, in and woman, not necessarily shirtless, but abs, right? Mm -hmm. And you click on it because that's where the knowledge is. Yeah. But to maintain that, that's only for the elite of the elite, the right. people who are possessed. It's basically a professional 
state of leanness or, yeah. or level of leanness. Yeah. yeah. But, but moms are looking at that stuff. Yeah. Dads are looking at that yep. stuff. Why can't 17, 15 be our target for health? Right. Why do we need bulging biceps? Why do we need rippling abs to be healthy? So this is a good point because what what the masses need is that reasonable, healthy body fat percentage, which is far more attainable than what they see from the fitness creators, which is this crazy low level. But the creators think they have to be this ripped in order to get the algorithms because they need to get paid. Yeah. So they have to do these extreme measures to get it. Right. Therefore, yeah. system broken. Right. It's a, it's a vicious feedback loop where the fitness fitness trainers are basically competing amongst themselves to see who appears the most fit in order to captivate that audience to provide then health coaching, which is where we get into the big disconnect of what, what makes a person look the best aesthetically so they can be photographable or video, you know look great on video. That is usually or often detrimental to the reality of what's best for our health and fitness. And if we're thinking about real world health and fitness, I would say very strongly that the way that people get the body that they broadcast is actually going to be maybe injurious to them in five, 10, 15 or 50 years. The things they do when they look so great at 22 and you think about hiring them as your coach is probably absolutely not the stuff you should do as a 40 something year old mortgage holder. Right. Yeah, and so it's this craziness where the fitness the fitness providers are competing to see who looks fit in order to sell health coaching, which is a different product than what they're using to achieve the fitness that they're broadcasting. Okay. It's like, what the hell? You know, this is so crazy. And the reason we bring it up is because everybody's losing out. People are getting fatter, weaker. And then the worst part of it is they're trying to make a difference. And when they try, they get burned by the process of the training industry going into the gym, being crammed into that calendar format with a specific timeline for the session and exactly the sales process and a funnel. And and then what do they come out saying? I spent this much thousands of dollars. It didn't work. The trainer made me feel bad about myself, blah, blah, blah. That's the kind of stuff that, again, I hate to hear from people because I don't want them to have that kind of experience when they're trying to achieve something totally reasonable, like their own health improvement. That's but, why it matters to me. And it is, it, let's be honest, too. Yeah. And let's, let's get ready to wrap this up a little bit, too, because I think we can go on until we both start. We like could, man, because it's so important, you know. We, we have a lot to We want about. to shed some light on who we are as people. Yeah. And that's I think a good point. before hiring like someone like us or someone else. Yeah, before uh, listening to more episodes. We want, know this. we wanted to do this because we knew it, we would still get scrutinized. By putting our voices out here, we know someone's going to attack us in some way. And that's yeah. fine. Someone's going to sure. say some pretty raunchy stuff. I'm sure of it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to do that either. We're not here to cause that kind of rift between people either. Right. Again, we are here because we want to actually help people achieve success. But the realistic, truthful way, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, man, I'm 11% body fat. Is that lean enough yeah. to yeah, teach? See? So you experience that as a coach. And and meanwhile, you're sitting in a spot that everybody would be happy with as their result level. I'm 100% yeah. content with being 11% body yeah. fat. It's wonderful. You know what this means? It means I can have two to three cookies every single night right. and not have to worry if you can see my abs because my intelligence is still intact, mm. even though I had three cookies. Right, yeah. 
Do you have anything more to this? Well, see, I think that the last thing you said is a great point because anytime that someone presents a different point of view or a different perspective, like we have in this podcast, you know, where we've talked about, we've talked about kind of our stance and the way we are as coaches, that kind of message can inherently seem divisive. Like we're trying to kind of stir things up or, or just to be, you know, a little bit disagreeable or negative. Um, but that's absolutely not the case. We're just simply pointing this out because we want this to work better for everybody involved. So for the fitness clients, for the fitness trainers, for, for us too. Gyms, yeah, yeah. I would love it if we can have regular people that get more popularity and we can get into a culture of health and fitness that isn't so heavily valued towards the visual that we can see. So this is the first part towards that. DJ and I are here with this episode and hopefully this gives you kind of an idea of what to expect as far as future content when you listen to oh, up, upcoming it'll, episodes. It'll get heavier, I am sure, the more comfortable we get at doing this. Yeah. Um, and I think there's probably going to be a little bit more shocking yeah. in how I approach this because I'm getting, I'm just getting warmed up, dude. Cool. I have yet to curse. Well, that's what this is about. <laughs> you know, it's just the two of us and we get to put these together without that hidden agenda or, or ulterior motive where, you know, we're beholden to those, those sales calls or those commission percentages. So... With this, with today's topic and with stuff going forward, uh, I hope that this is valuable for everybody listening and that um, if it is, you can go ahead and share it on with somebody else. Yeah, that'd be great. Share it, please. The more people we can talk to about actual health so we could detox some of these brains, yeah. I think the better relationship we're going to have. Let's, let's put the personal a little bit back more into personal training. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Let's get involved, people. Like, yeah. I know that I want to make money to pay my bills. Yes, everybody does. Mm -hmm. But I'd much rather help you, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. that's, that's my big agenda. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you. you know, right. That's great. I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, we can measure weight and, and body dimensions with the tape measure. And we can take, you know, progress photos. But those things that you're talking about where you're actually helping someone, and then you see them again and they say, oh, I'll play with my kids for hours or we did all this stuff on the beach and I never, my knee didn't hurt at all because you showed me that stuff for my strengthening. That's so cool. Uh, and there's just no way for us to even. It's not even, yeah, you can't. It's absent, you, you know, because all we can do is take a photo and put, yeah, exactly. It's like so, you can't demonstrate yeah. what people are actually saying about how they feel. Yep. And I get it all the time from my clients. So yeah. Like, oh yeah, I could do this, this, and this. And it's those those things that kind of just whiz right by your face mm -hmm. and you don't even see them as being a success in your health right. because we're so fixated on that. Again, that image. Exactly. Yeah. So even the client yes. who's experiencing these fantastic results isn't even sometimes aware of them because he or she is looking for what they see most often, which is those photographable moments. So once again, this culture, this industry detrimental to, to the participants, which Unfortunately, you know, like we said, we can go on and on about yeah, this, let's but get this let's cap it off at this for today. Keep this in mind as we go into future episodes. And remember that as we're talking about this stuff, we're always looking to hear back from people as well. So if you want us to dig into something a little deeper, or if you want us to come, you know, to bring some topic up to the, uh, to the podcast, let us know. So questions, comments, concerns, ideas, suggestions, or if you just want to drop us a quick message to say hi, uh, I look forward to hearing from you. And yes, please. Look uh, forward and, to know, future episodes. Constructive criticism is, is always accepted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're amateurs and we're practicing yeah. as well, so we'll get better with what we're doing too. Why do you think we called it two dumbbells, dude? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. All right. Cool. Thank you and see you next time.